Alrighty, we are back. <laughs> Well, let's improve. Espresso shot this you missed morning. It last week. No, I'm just I trying listen. to. I'm trying to get to the level, and I, Felix, you may have to start taking it over. Sports bets, trash talk podcast. Ed Wyatt sitting in again off the bench. Corey Homicide Williams in Mongolia for the three x three tournament. But we're though, and Felix are here, gentlemen. Take it away. How are we doing? Well, I'm doing well. Were though, so we actually caught the tram in together. I saw Were on the other side of the tram while I was running in, and I wanted to yell. Aww. I wanted to just yell Were though from the other side of the tram, but I couldn't do it. I held it in, texted him about three times. Very, Mel- to very Melburnian to not yeah, yeah. yell out just to keep yeah, no, it cool, I, I, dressed I, in black. I had, to, I had to be polite. I already looked like a bit of a degenerate anyway, so I didn't <laughs> want to get tackled to the ground. Citizens arrest. Mm-hmm. And very good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a uh, good couple of weeks up in Cairns, the, the Masters Games, where the ah. has-beens went undefeated. Uh, one of our own uh, from the three-on-three corporate challenge, Andrew Parkinson, went Parky. for 107 points in one game. <laughs> what? Yeah. Legitimately went Legit- for 107 went, Really? Went for 107 points. I know he points. can fill it up, but that's extraordinary. Well, he, he came off the bench, so he always he's already claiming that he's better than Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, because he had over 100 <laughs> off the bench. And uh, he was feeling it early. And so in the second half, we just said, Who the- mate, we, uh, we're not going to shoot it. And Who the can- fuck was coaching that brought him off the bench and he scores 107 like, points? Yeah, that's a uh, very good question. He brought himself off the bench. Was uh, he smoking at the back? Was that why? And he literally <laughs> just was late to the game? Because that, that is a very, very, very parky thing. This, this was day two of playing game four overall and day three of drinking. So, How long were the quarters or the halves? Uh, it was 10 minutes running clock, four quarters. 107. But who were you playing against? Um, Children. They were, they were called the Gunners. Uh, the Canberra Gunners? Because that wouldn't were, shock me. They were the a, a good bunch of lads that uh, had just never seen a shooting display. Well, none of us had seen a shooting display <laughs> like that before. And I think he hit 31 threes for the game. Oh, my goodness. Was Parky in a normal headspace? Does he even remember what <laughs> scoring the 107? Parky... Parky didn't have the speed dealers on, which was a, a <laughs> when he played when he played with us, he wore his glasses the entire time. That but, is... Um, it was one of the most incredible shooting displays you'll ever see. And... Uh, he told a few of us who got going in other games that we were if we had just let that certain person shoot the ball, they probably could have got 106 points and not 107. Oh, humble as always. <laughs> humble as always. Unbelievable stuff. Well, let's actually get to some real basketball. <laughs> we'll start with the NBL and the news. Uh, I think it was a week ago or so, RJ Hampton, mm. five-star recruit, one of the uh, uh, top players in the States has opted not to go to college. He was leaning towards Kansas or Memphis, but he's decided to come and to Kentucky. the New Zealand and Kentucky. New Zealand Breakers, huge decision, made it onto uh, most of the U.S. news and sport programs. Big story. Well, it's been absolutely massive. And the one thing for me that people have to understand is no one's expecting RJ Hampton to come out here and be the, one of the best players in the league. That's what people are saying. People keep saying, oh, he's, he's just a kid. He's just a kid. It's like, yeah, he's just a fucking kid. But he's also, he's not just any kid. Yep. He's one of the top-ranked U.S. players in a system in America where players have consistently been forced to go to college. Right, or sit out a or, year. Or, or sit out a year, yep. which, which no one's really decided to do. Europe is a hard thing for an 18-year-old kid to go over and do because they you know, might not speak the language. It's a pretty tough place to play. Yeah. So it's a very hard task, and not a lot of people want to do it. You can go to China again. It's a different way of life. Now, and I don't think we're giving enough credit to Larry Kesselman on this, because Larry Kesselman, through this Nexstars and Jeremy Lowliger, the CEO, have created this Nexstars program. And whether RJ Hampton 
fills it up for the breakers or whatever. The only thing that NBL fans have to hope that happens is that he get, it gets drafted high. And he shows enough to get drafted high into yep. a sort of a lottery pick position. Because that opens the door for next year when a whole bunch of other kids say, you know what? Fuck going to Kentucky where I get Calipari, who's earning $2 million a year or more, yelling at me all day while I get paid fuck all. Yeah, I'm going to the NBL where I can get $500,000 from Under Armour, 100 grand or whatever it is from the NBL. Yep. So that whole decision-making process, it's so much bigger than just New Zealand getting a top recruit. Yeah, I agree. This is uh, changing... A changing course and are we going to look back in five years and say fuck Kesselman really made the NBA wake up and change the one and done rule well the one thing that's really interesting about this and you know a little bit about this war though is this kid had no problems qualifying for college he was no. a smart kid 3.7 GPA good scores so he could have it isn't a case of a kid oh I'm probably not going to make it in college uh, so I'll look other way he could have gone a Brandon Jennings anywhere sort of, yeah but he's opted this. He said his dream has always been the NBA. His dream has not been college. So that's part of the reason he made the decision. I think that makes it even more interesting because he could have gone to college. i got a few things to say. Okay. First off, shout out to Joey Wright who got RJ Hampton to the NBL. How? Right. RJ Hampton's dad, who we will get to know as a mini LeVar Ball. <laughs> I've read that. Um, and Joey Wright are friends from Texas. Oh, nice. Yep, that's right. Hampton is from Texas, yep. And so Joey was the one that flagged RJ Hampton to come to the NBL. Now, Joey couldn't promise RJ the minutes that his dad wanted. Right. And so he decided, you know, we'll throw it out there. New Zealand looked like the best chance for him to play minutes and I don't know this for a fact, but I'll flag it that he will be the starter there and he'll play over 20 minutes a game. Hence why he went to New Zealand. Is that, and forgive me for sounding like an idiot here. Is RJ Hampton a point? He's a point guard. He's a 6'5 point guard. He's a 6'5 point guard. I think it's dangerous to start him. I think All right. it's very dangerous so to start So this is my line of thinking. A, you had Shea Illy as your point guard last year with arguably the best center in Sean Long, and one yeah. of the better four men in Ty Wesley in the league, and you couldn't make the finals. Now you're going to go give the reins to a younger kid, to no fault of his own, and you've lost those two crucial pieces to the puzzle. You've picked up Rob Lowe. I don't see the New Zealand breakers... <laughs> There's a lot of silence after that yeah. one. <laughs> I don't see the New Zealand breakers making any mm. noise in this NBL season. Yeah. I did flag, what, over two months ago that Kevin Braswell was probably going to get fired? Yep, you did. And I got told that I was talking shit. Guess what the news is? Braswell out. He's out. New man in. Dan Shamir, Israeli coach of the year. So. 44 years old. It rhymes there. Yeah. Mm. So. Thank you. <laughs> he has a huge project on his hands. Yep. Managing not only RJ, but now RJ's parents who are going to be in New Zealand. Once again, I'm with you guys. I think this is a fantastic signing for the league. For the overall big picture of things, this is the first time that we've had a young kid of his caliber come to the NBL. As you flagged, Ed, a very smart kid by all accounts. Mm. But when you look at the point guards in this league, he is now contending with Damian Martin in Perth, Deshaun Taylor, who's supposed to be yep. Patrick Beverly 2.0. K 
Casper Ware, Mello Trimble. We don't know who the other two are at the moment. He is going to grow up way quicker than anything that will happen yeah. over in college. Yep. Which brings me to the college situation. Aaron Torres, you arrogant fuck. One of my close personal friends. I actually read a fantastic article written by him. He's recently. a writer from... Is he from Kentucky? Kentucky. Distinguished, yeah. distinguished yeah. writer. He made, he made a... Yeah, it was a firestorm. Yeah. Not international news, you dickhead. Just because it just went through America and Australia doesn't make it international news. But he made an article where he was like, I did some in-depth research. Andrew Bogut is the MVP. This is a guy that can't even play in the NBA. The last two rookie of the years is Harry Froling and Isaac Humphreys. They couldn't get off the bench. All right, you bit a little fuck. If you don't know anything about the league, shut your fucking mouth. And don't compound things by going on a podcast. Shout out to NBL Pocket Podcast with Joseph, our man, who follows us. And I think he's doing some great stuff too. Yep. Don't say, I, I, I. He had more eyes in his podcast than the word Mississippi. <laughs> it sounded like Dermot Brereton writing an AFL article. There were so many eyes in it. All right. If you don't know anything about the league, don't try and tear it down. Hmm. You'll find out very soon that RJ Hampton will come out here. He will not be successful because he is going against some really, really class caliber point guards in this league. He's going to find it tough. However, the fact that he's going against men every day and the fact that he's in a professional environment every day and probably for his own sanity that the country speaks English and not another language because that does fuck with you too. RJ Hampton will have a greater growth spurt as a human being playing in the NBL than anything that would happen in fucking Kentucky. All right. So don't go out there saying that, you know, everything I know Americans, sorry, Ed like to think that they no, know no. everything, I, I but don't be an that. arrogant dick and even say that I'm still going to stick by my word. Do some fucking research, some actual fucking research before you come on into anything in Australia and then have your fucking say. All right. Wow. Jeez, leave it all on the table, were they? Yeah, jeez, that's I right. miss you guys. Don't, don't hold back. And I was about to say, you, you've said Americans think they know everything, but I think Ed is one of the only dudes that I know that actually does kind of know everything. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I mean, it does, it, it is Ed very is much the exception that. to the rule, and well. I've known Ed for a long time, and Ed knows me for a long time. He yes, knows I, I get passionate about some things. <laughs> it's true. Ed, Ed had to, like, say, well, no, I don't want you to say that in the press conference. Yeah, or better not do that. Back in the South Dragon States, 10-year reunion coming up soon. How about we're though? I'm not going to take you to the press conference. I'm going to take Trevor yeah, Darden instead. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I think uh, uh, taking some of the profanities and, and, and anger out of that, I think you make some great points. I mean, a guy who clearly did not do his research, even though he said he did. And I think if you say I did some research, then you probably didn't. If you have to justify it that way. Um Clearly in, insular in thinking. In-depth research, he said. Clearly insular thinking. Didn't understand, as you point out, that uh, college basketball isn't the be-all and end-all. It doesn't work for everyone. Um, that this league is a very, very good league. And we see this. If you've done a little research and looked at the college teams that come out here that are good college teams and get smacked by NBL teams, They're get one and by seven. Siebel teams, mm. it's a different thing when you're playing young kids against older men who are professionals. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say this. He tore down the NBL. It's not us tearing down college. Yeah. There's two different right. lines of thinking here. Yeah. He went out of his way to try and tear down a league. He did. 
I'll, I'm, I'll be the first one to say, college isn't for everyone. No. And more and more so these days, where people are they've got a right to choose what they want to do in their life. Yep. My four years in college were the best four years of my basketball life. I, I really enjoyed it because of what it turned me as a person and a basketball player. Yep. So I'll never take those four years back. I loved it. That was for me. Take someone like David Barlow could only do one year. Doesn't mean that he's had a terrible career, does it? No. You know, it's different horses yeah. for different courses. It is. And so... I'm not telling anyone don't go to college because I think college can be really, really helpful and Absolutely. really useful. But this young kid has decided to make money. And like he said, his goal was always to play in the NBA, never to play college. Yep. And so he's made a decision for himself and for his family to start making money now, but also to go against men every day to best prepare himself for, uh, for the NBA. And also not to have to worry about classes and things like that and i know those guys don't have to go to you know the one and done guys aren't exactly in uh yeah. wall-to-wall you know classics and literature classes and calculus <laughs> five but they do have to make a pretense of going to school living on campus things like that he doesn't have to worry about that and people people act like these guys literally don't have to go to class at all and they just sit around it's like no they have to get at least in that first two quarters yeah they have to get good enough grades to, to play. And they also have to be on track to the point where the coaches don't get in trouble because they get bonuses, they get they yeah. get their money up. So you're in when college. Are, so yeah. you, you're, you're legitimately in college. Yes. The Ben Simmons stuff for the last quarter when the season was over, that's when he wasn't playing. He, when he wasn't going to class, he was just working out. And it would be stupid, but I was watching some sports show. I forgot what it was. Sam Groth, who does a great job on the show, he wasn't the one saying this. I think it was... Liesl Jones or something, someone, I can't remember the exact name, was talking about it saying how stupid RJ Hampton was for not going to college and giving up a free education. He's not getting a fucking free education when he's going to college for a year, best two quarters yeah. of a year, which yeah. also works out to a half. You don't get a degree. In, uh, you don't get no, a degree and you're right. never going to get a degree doing that. When you can go over and earn millions and, and whatever he's earning this year from sponsorship, it'll be interesting to see what shoes he's wearing because that'll probably lead us to believe how much money he's getting. Whether he's, <laughs> whether he's Nike, look at... You know, if I he's wearing peaks, he's well, not If he's wearing peaks, much. then maybe yeah. Dell is just flipping him off a bit on the side. But... It, it, you look at um, Terrence Ferguson was what was it five hundred thousand the number was being thrown around from Under Armour yeah that he got in that first year I, I think with someone projected as high as what RJ is it would be more it would be considerably more so the rumor is mm. that he'll be on close to half a million on a playing salary who pays that the NBL so the NBL right. pays that and and it's- that doesn't go into the salary cap. Right, and he's not included as an import, which I'm fine yeah, with. I'm, I'm fine, fine with, with the NBL paying the that same, because it's not like they're yeah. giving Sydney five hundred thousand dollars to sign a game changer like Casper Ware. No, it's they're signing RJ Hampton, who's just going to be a to be able to contribute like a local level. Player. And, and, and arguably, yeah. they've already made their money back on the publicity that oh, they 100%. get on the Get Up. The people know about yeah. the NBL now. Yeah, what, that's so, right. Yeah. What happens there if RJ Hampton comes out? And he, look, he's six five. Yep. So he's not like he's coming in some small dude that's going to get bodied around. He's, he's a fairly, he's got a bit of, for a point guard, he's got a bit of size to him, not, nothing too special. But what happens then if he comes out and starts winning New Zealand games off his own back and the NBL's paying his salary? Where does the conflict of interest come in there? It's a very good question. That'll because I think be, everyone expects him to come in and just be a you know a, a Bowen Ferguson, yeah. what we've seen before. It'd be a nice problem to have, wouldn't it? It would. I would love that, that problem. Cross that bridge when it comes to yeah. it. But you're right. I mean, the bigger picture here, and you mentioned earlier, Felix, is that 
the NBL is really getting to be known now. The Australian League, you're hearing that conversation. Well, even Adam Silver came basis. out and just said, yes. if I had my kid, yeah, I'd, I'd love him to Australia. Send him that to was Australia. great. Yeah. Which is, you can't get that sort and of And Adam Silver is also protective. He's not going to come out and talk anti-Australian basketball no. because you look at how big of a market Australia is for the NBA and I think that's why this relationship is it, it's a great place for this to happen because there's already a good connection between the NBA and the NBL there but, is and I'd, I'd say this go back three years and people were calling Larry crazy for yeah. going to the NBA long, thinking, live, long live the king thinking yeah. that he'd get a talk with Adam Silver and you know all that sort of stuff you fast forward three years later the NBL uh, v NBA games. Yeah. There's been more games each and every year. Uh, just getting a mention by the commissioner during the NBA finals. Yep. I, th- I think it shows that the NBL has gone in leaps and bounds. And I can honestly, I played in the worst years of the NBL. All right. Hands down, the worst years. But I look at it now and I'm like, Man, this would be fun yeah. to play in this league with that kind of exposure. Right, right now. absolutely. Yeah. And I will also say, um, without trying to big note myself, the NBA, <laughs> the NBA, is very smart. In uh, about ten years ago, I was in the states at a Portland Trailblazer game. We we're just on holiday. Yeah. And David, St- I got a pass to go see the game. And Stern, David Stern, was in the house. And they said, "Do you want an interview with Commissioner Stern?" Just because I was from Australia, that yeah, was a yeah, bit unique. You know, wow, there's an Australian guy in the house. So I had my recorder. I did a little thing for Sen. But even back then, David Stern was very well aware of the Australian NBL. Yeah, and you well, know, he presented the trophy one year. Of it, yeah, he, you know, they presented the give trophy. them some credit for also understanding there's something in it for them too, which I think is a remarkable thing. And I think the big payoff here is if this is a successful season for RJ Hampton, Mm. what that leads to moving forward is more talent coming to the NBL again. Yep. I think even the bigger names that are now falling out of the NBA would prefer to come to Australia than a China, for example. Yeah. And all that. And so the league exposure... I can't stress to you, as someone who's played as an import in other countries that don't speak the language, yep. it's so difficult. Oh. And like whether you think you 100%. have it or not, paranoia sets in at some yeah. stage because you think they're talking about you, especially if you're not playing well or yep. something like that. The fact that RJ can be here, have people he can speak the same language, even if it's a little well, bit of a New twist. Zealand, but yeah. A little, <laughs> a little bit, bit of paranoia, <laughs> paranoia when you but, get... <laughs> but the exposure that this will give the NBL for years to come is going to be astronomical. And the other weird thing is, too, New Zealand's the one team that's kind of been a low-profile team. The games start a little early. The TV yeah. numbers have been down and stuff. Suddenly, you've got an interesting kid that people are going to be watching, which I think will be interesting to see how the TV numbers and just the awareness of the breakers changes a little bit. I wonder if anyone from the States, because I really haven't seen it brought up that much, but we keep talking about you know guys coming over, talking about the Australian Basketball League, but it's fucking New Zealand. Yeah, I no know. one's. I haven't really it, seen that brought up with anyone. No one's really raised it. Maybe it's because Toronto's playing in the NBA finals. They've called it the Australian Basketball League. It's the Australian League, Basketball right. League, and we keep saying, and I'm signing with New Zealand That's in the true. Australian Basketball League, but I haven't seen that brought up. It's by America. They probably think it's the they same place, yeah, yeah, the same, same country, right? It's just a little bit next We're to attached, Perth, right? Yeah. Absolutely right. All right, let's get on to some NBA. We've one thing, one thing not, before, okay, yeah, still yeah. on the topic of the NBA. Yeah. What does the NBA do from here? Because they're definitely going to change something. Silver's not just going to sit there. And changes. So, so Silver doesn't want to piss off the NCAA. That's you, a big issue. That's because you still shouldn't being get debated. rid of the one and done rule in the yeah. NBA. I think the I think I think 
you don't want to have guys because so many guys would declare they need to bring in some sort of thing where you can declare and still go to college if you don't make it there needs to be something like that but I think this will initiate whether it be this year or a couple of years time yeah. will initiate they're going to have change. to come up with something yeah. like that so I don't think this next stars will last for too long you may be right yep Lamelo Ball. Yeah, I was going to say we did still have to to talk about that. Lamelo Ball, sort of a well, shout out that he may. Did you see RJ Hampton's tweet? I did, and it's it's definitely not like Lamelo Ball to tweet anything to cause controversy or you know throw some smoke <laughs> up in the air. So it's definitely it's not it's not like his family. I, I would mm. never expect him to do that. That's but. right. Imagine if Lavar was out here. <sighs> the NBL ain't ready for that. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, you look at the way that they went when Homicide went at Kadi, and whether that was the right thing to do, I didn't necessarily agree with what Homicide said in relation to Kadi, but I know that the players' union was up in arms, players were up in arms. If you think that's saying that's bad, then wait till LeVar Ball comes out. and LeVar Ball could slap a baby on the sidelines and it wouldn't be out of yeah. character. I think another one that we will hear about is a kid called Anthony Ray, who posted on his own Instagram, the Sydney Kings... And the oh, Adelaide was that real? 36ers logo. Right. So it's another young kid that we okay. might hear about. I don't, I don't know if it's real or not, but um, it could right. be another kid that we hear about. But uh, if Lamelo comes out here... So I coached a kid at LMU who was essentially like the fourth son to LeVar. And so I got a bit of an inside track on the yep. Ball family. Lonzo, really talented, obviously yep. the eldest. Yep. Lamelo is believed to have more talent than Lonzo. Right. But he knows he's a spoiled brat and he acts like a spoiled brat. Jamelo, obviously the one that got in trouble for stealing in China. What did you just call him? Jamelo. Jamelo. What's his name? Leangelo. Leangelo. <laughs> well, I say Jamelo's the fourth. I think. Yeah, it was an English no. rap or singer, wasn't it? Jamelo. No, I think that's genuine. It. That's what that's what they call him. That's oh, all. Oh, Jamelo, like mixing the two. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How so, would you feel if you're the middle, the already the like the the middle child that no one cares about, and then all of a sudden they start mixing your name, <laughs> calling you the mix of the two names? Yeah. So where's Fuck he me. now? Uh, he's just Chinese. I think prison. he's playing the J. Is it the JBL? JBL. JBL. The, the league yeah. that Lavar started to right. sort of combat uh, in college. Okay. So yeah, yeah, now yeah. that the Next right. Stars program is sort of right. fucked over the JBL in a way. So it'll be interesting to see if Lamelo so, went to play in that. So apparently he's the most normal. Even though he got caught stealing, apparently he's the most normal out of the three. But knows he's never going to play in the NBA. Right. And that little. Incident in China was his little cry for help. What about yeah, me? Right. Yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Interesting and cry. It's a loud cry. Interesting way to do it in Chinese, China. Chinese yeah. prison is a loud, loud cry. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Ed, you know this. Wouldn't be like an American to go overseas and think that they're invincible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah the kids used yeah. to go to Mexico from you high see school. You should see. You should see. You should see those kids like you weren't there as well, Ed. You should see Ed White. Rolling around the streets the of Melbourne, reason, stealing mate. things. I'm the voice of reason. <laughs> I'm the voice of I'm a very level-headed individual. But, yeah. but if Lamelo was to come out here, would it cause a media frenzy again? It oh, would. Yeah. Yes. And now the NBL has to juggle the legitimacy of the league. Correct. And the circus act yep. that would be the ball family. That's a very out. good point. And do we want to be known as a one-trick pony? Yeah. Or I, do we want to know as this is a sustainable, Correct. viable league that people want to come to. I think so, that's a really, really good point. So I think 
obviously we've got to wait and see what he chooses and what he decides but it would be massive media wise for the nbl i'm not sure if it would be all that great though yeah. long term yep i think you're right all right let's get on to game one and game two of the nba finals uh game one toronto uh 118 109 in the pascal siakam game and game two yesterday a brutal battle, Golden State 109, Toronto 104. So we're headed back to the Bay Area, tied 1-1. couple of just different games, very different games. When you look at how talented these two teams are, you look at Steph, Clay, McKD, of course, not playing, Kawhi. And we got the Pascal game, and then we got, what are we going to call it, the Boogie Cousins game? The because Boogie he came back in game. there and That was, yeah, the Boogie and Bogut game. So this is what happens, and that's why it's been a great series so far, and even though it's 1-1. It's not your superstars that are just taking over and just completely dominating these games. Van Fleet. Van Fleet. It's these type of guys who in finals, you look at Iguodala's won himself a finals MVP. These are the guys in a series like this that are going to make the difference. Kyle Lowry shit in the bed. But are we saying that shit in the bed or are we just saying it's Kyle Lowry being Kyle Lowry? He's he's drawn more charges than anyone in the history of the NBA finals. Please. (laughs) He can't hit a shot, but he's drawn a lot of charges. Yesterday's foul out was really... Poor on that yeah. that really bad foul on yeah. I think it was yeah. boogie wasn't it yeah, yeah. He like un- unnecessary he slapped all his arm and then complained about yeah. it yeah yeah like I never did that in my career but um, <laughs> but I just look at it like everyone's like oh Pascal Siakam didn't have the same game like he was never was no, going to wasn't. have the You're same right. game no. two he, he was, could have been more efficient he, but he was well know, he, he couldn't have been any more efficient in game one what is he 14 of 17 17 oh no he's unbelievable in game, game one okay yesterday. but you're not expecting him to have those numbers no, day in and correct. day out. Agreed. Gasol yep. was excellent in game one, quieter in game two again. Well, let me uh, give you a total. Uh, Siakam and Gasol game one, 52 points uh, combined yesterday, 18 combined. And you, and you knew difference. that was going to happen. But this is why Lowry is being paid the big, big bucks. Like, we know that Kawhi is number one. He's supposed to be number two. Supposed to be, but we know that Lowry's never produced in any sort of playoff environment. He's been sporadic. He's had his games, yeah. And I admit that this isn't... We're not going at Lowry here saying he's completely... Because I'm not expecting huge things of him when I go into No, I'm going at Lowry. He's been terrible. Oh, he's been terrible, but I'm also... I'd start Fred Van Fleet in the next game. No, I think that Lowry has... He's distributed the ball fairly well. No, he didn't. He had two assists yesterday. He doesn't need to lead a direct assist. Toronto shot like shit. And you know the assist rule in the NBA is bullshit. You can take seven dribbles into assist, and he had two for the game. He had 13 (laughs) points, one rebound, two assists in a finals game at home. The crazy thing about assists is that the player has to make the shot. (laughs) So you can get in there and dish it out all you want. He didn't play that bad. He didn't convert on anything yet, but no one did. No one did for Toronto. No one did for Golden State down the stretch. Well, that early, that start of the third yeah. quarter, killed him. Didn't score yeah. for what? It was a six, six I it was minutes. an 18-0 run for was, the Warriors who weren't even... Shot. And the Warriors weren't exactly scoring, like, you know, fucking no. every possession, bang, bang, bang. It was and just, I think the the fourth quarter as well, they got all those stops. They went to a box and one. I'd never thought I'd see a box How and one that? in the NBA. Yeah. But they went to a box and one, and I think it was six or seven straight possessions, but... They couldn't score down the other end, and they were stuck on that eight-point deficit mm. for near on three and a half, four minutes, and which was crazy. And they got technical at the end. Oh, I mean, yeah, like yeah, Referee yeah. stepping up and calling that, seriously. Does Draymond Come Green on. have the longest leash out of 
everyone. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah, if anyone else bats yeah, an eyelid, it's a technical straight away. Yeah. If Draymond yeah. loses his shit, throws a chair on the floor, yeah, they'll right. be like, well, it's just Draymond. you got to give Steve Kerr a lot of credit for pulling the strings he did using yeah. starting boogie. Bringing Bogut in. Bogut was huge. He was massive on those sort of lumbering up. He's got that lumbering up and getting a lob thing. It's down like pat. everyone can see him coming. Every <laughs> a fan could run down and try to contest that. But you know what? He's smart. He gets he it does done. A little pick and roll. He runs that off. And then Quinn Cook as well hits three threes. Two, two, yeah, two massive in the fourth. So he's putting Livingston in of some key minutes with Clay injured, right? But Livingston so, stepped up in every final series. Yeah. He always play. does. He's Livingston great. and Iguodala Absolutely. have been in the yeah. last couple of years. But Absolutely. I think the thing, I, I think we're all in agreement that the Warriors are going to win Game Three, right? And we're going to, and it's definitely. Going I'm to be not seeing as much as I'd Clay, love to say. Right? If, if Clay's out, yeah, and KD's not back, yeah, then I, I think it's a, it's a whole. I agree. Whole, it's a much. I think it's a. Tip, it's a level yeah. game. I could easily see Clay as much Thompson's as I think, not going to miss. As much as I think the Warriors are a much better team, I can still see this one going to seven. I can still see them splitting this home streak. I think Toronto are a really, really good team, and I just don't see them getting spooked as much on the road. Yeah, Clay, I think a lot depends on Clay yeah. and uh, KD. Clay's going to play. You think so? What's, yeah. your, what's your Clay's going to play? What's the? I'd, he, he said he, he's playing game three. Yeah, he's just one of those tough individuals. You don't. How many games have you seen him sit out with general soreness? Or yeah, but the hard does, thing with a hamstring is, do you sit one game out right. to be able to be one hundred percent the next? That's the sort of I, and a hamstring something you don't really want to chuck. And a lot shot depends in. on KD, doesn't it? Because if he's ready yeah. to go, which I don't think he is, he said he's game four. Go, yeah, yeah. Because as you said, he's still limping. I know. He's still limping at this stage. But he reckons it, he's going to play game I keep four. going back to this. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> him fucking celebrating, jumping off his couch. He's jumping up and down. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Is this an Achilles, a calf? What the fuck? Is it nothing? Does KD just want to... Have New York got him on ice it's like you, you brought up have before? You, have you heard that he's sold his house in the Bay Area and bought one in New York already? Yeah, I, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's more—it's more than definite that he's going to New York. It's going to be only, like the LeBron moving truck saga. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like there's when, moving trucks yeah. at LeBron's. Well, it's like when LeBron bought a family home in LA. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I think everyone knew. Yeah. Okay, he's going but to let's, LA. Let's give him a little more credit for being a little more professional. I think he's. I hurt. don't think he's I doing think it. No, he's hurt. Yeah. Because at no point well, you can 100% only, he's hurt. You can, yeah. And he's hurt more than what they let on agreed, to Agreed, agreed. And I said that from the get-go. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, it's just a little calf strain. So never calf is, strains are not little. It's weird that he travels, though, isn't it? Someone asked me that the other day and said, when you're injured like that, do you travel? Well, the only reason, in my opinion, that he would have traveled was, and it is a final series. We've got to remember, this, to this, is, this is the NBA face. finals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, only reason you, the only reason you travel is if there's a two-game stretch is potentially you're going to play the back end of it. Correct. The only reason you travel. But how good was him? was KD yelling at... Uh, <laughs> From behind the wall, like with his hat on, like yeah. And then what did uh, what did Clay Thompson say? Clay was going see, after see him you as in the well. Bay, Aubrey. <laughs> For those yeah. who don't know, Aubrey is Drake's legitimate name. Yeah. See you in the Bay, Aubrey. Uh, that's been fun. I called him a trash ass. That's yeah, that's good. light work. I've had some people say it's taking away from the game, but I don't think it is. I think no, it's just I a love little it. Added sort of thing. There. But the NBA has built themselves on a on a sport that has been so in touch with pop culture. Absolutely. You look at you look at the Nipsey Hustle stuff, all yeah, of this sort of stuff that absolutely. went on. It did that affected the NBA more than it did any other sport because the NBA is cool with people voicing their opinion. I agree. Guys can wear. Nipsey Hustle shirts in the warm-up, and that's what makes the yep. NBA so cool. Yep, I agree. So it's, I, I love it, the fact that Drake's up and about in the sidelines. It's not like Drake's getting on the court and blocking a damn shot. Now, that would be a bit different. I love I love the uh, Del Curry. The Del Curry shit like that. Like, it adds to the yeah, storyline. We that. want more storylines. Yeah. Absolutely it's just, right. Just on this from yesterday's game, 
In no other league in the world, when someone hits a three-pointer, can a guy run off the bench, down to the other bench, and <laughs> yeah. do the jump to celebrate? Was that, was that dude off, off the bench? Yeah, Steph Curry ran from ah! his bench down in front of Nick Nurse, did like the uh, jump up chest bump with uh, I was wondering Quinn who Cook, did it. Yeah. With Quinn Cook, who just hit his second three in a row, <laughs> thinking it was a timeout. Someone else was celebrating at half court. They had seven guys on the court at one stage. Toronto's like... Look, there's <laughs> but seven guys, that. and the referee's I, like, I know. But they thought it was a timeout. So I like love a, that how yeah. there's common sense used in those situations. Yes. It's like the yeah. unsportsmanlike foul in the NBL, where it's like at the end of the game, you have to foul a guy, and they call an unsportsmanlike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use some common sense. I that love that. That was an about interesting decision yesterday when they went to the video to see if uh, Curry fouled Van Fleet as a last man. But the, when it the, looked to me like Van Fleet path. pushed Curry off. Yeah, that was, was like, a terrible call. Yeah, they surely terrible can't call. add that one, which they didn't, which was good. Yeah. Um, and how was that not a clear path? Like I think they realized, but again, common sense, common they sense. realized that, it wait, was. it but should have been a foul on Van Fleet, if anyone. That's why they made common that decision. Sense. I think but the I NBA agree. does a great Com- job of that. Yeah. Common sense, they don't normally do common sense. They do what happens. It's the same as if I think you, in the finals, they let foul, it go. If you foul someone yeah, and it I goes agree. off their knee yeah. out of bounds in the last minute, they don't call the foul and they, don't call, they give it to the opposition because it came off your knee. So the common sense doesn't really... There's no place for it. You've just got to call it what it is. And I think when you can when you can stop there and yeah, but there's certain things under the rules that they cannot like the foul and then off the knee. It's a thing when they review it, they cannot change that. Yeah. Whereas with that, in that situation, when you have you you, I, th- I think it's a great. It was the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the right, right, get me right wrong. decision. I think it's the right decision. Yeah. But you're I saying there like, needs to be parity and you need to do it every single time. Every single time, yeah. not just when it's final. See, it's the same thing we argue about with AFL, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, kind of these the moving shock. decisions of that. But if but the <laughs> AFL filmed the reviews with something other yeah, than a fucking Motorola Razor, that's a huge then you'd problem. actually... Yeah, like, that one to me is a joke for I a billion-dollar league. Jimmy Bartell came out during the week, and we're a basketball podcast, but holy shit. The NBA has great footage, and it's easier to film. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a lot easier to film a basketball court than it is a football. Ball All ball. I'll just say is go Fremantle, Peter Collingwood. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. we're gonna have to edit that out. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, okay no, you no. can drop the C bomb um, the F bomb. Yeah, don't the, be coming in with blasphemy like that. Um, <laughs> Nick Nurse, do we do we have we had any criticism of him yet? Has he done anything wrong, or is it more like players just not delivering that sort of thing? I think he's been excellent. I think it's I think it's a, it's literally a matter of just putting the ball in the hole. Yep. Yeah. Just a matter of... And that's, but it's funny how we switch up, like game one Toronto when everyone's like, oh, fuck, Toronto in four. That's We're so the North, true. this is done. And then they lose one and they're like, oh, the Warriors it's are here. The Warriors, it's Warriors, yeah, it's like the inevitable. Warriors. Toronto yeah. had one of their worst offensive stretches for the season. It happens. Yep. Unfortunately, it yep. happened at home and you drop one you shouldn't have dropped. Yep. But they can easily light it up at Oracle. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not writing them off just yet. I think I think Nick Nurse has shown why he's been put in charge of the Canadian national team. Yeah. In this mm. in this whole playoff run. Yep. I mean, obviously you've got the brilliance of Kawhi, but if you actually sit and watch their sets, he actually puts the right guys in the right places a lot of the time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think half of coaching is actually being able to put the ball in the right spots with the right players. And yeah. If I'm if I'm putting a coach's hat on right now. Yep. He 100% has done that, this final series. Yep. And, you know, when it's come down to it, Fred Van Fleet's had the ball more than Kyle Lowry mm. because he's been the guy that's been making the right and it's a ball. And it's a ballsy decision to yeah. put the ball in his hands there. You know, like it's- and Kawhi Leonard, obviously, you can play that two-man game and excellent with Marcus Ole. If they blitz him on the on-ball, then Marcus Ole is an excellent passer out of the, mm. the high post position. So 
you can't say that Nick Nurse has done anything wrong to this point. Even his subs have made a lot of sense. And someone said to me yesterday, why is Kawhi sitting off at the start of the fourth? Well, he has his rotations. He wants Kawhi to finish the game. Yeah. This is that two-minute stretch where he can get his rest, knowing yeah. that he'll he'll be there for the rest of the game. We well, did. He came in at the end and, of one of six. Which and, fantastic. And let's... Yeah. But <laughs> let's not... This shouldn't go unnoticed. Kawhi looked like he's hurt. Like... He's struggling to run up and down Might the court at moment. And honest. he's probably tired yeah. because he he's shouldered so much of the load in yep. the last couple of series. Oh, well, you look at the um, way that Damian Lillard just collapsed in the series correct. against the Warriors. It, it, yeah. like it happens. And I'm not sure what you can do about it. There's definitely something wrong with Kawhi's leg, whatever it is, whether it just... And be, there's something wrong with Iguodala. We know that. Yeah. Though the way he's laboring around the court. Steph was sick. It's almost, it's almost like the last man standing yeah, sort really of situation yeah. at the moment, yeah. which actually... Adds to the intrigue of the entire series. Game of the Warriors, theme. yeah, the Warriors have got all these injuries, but are still finding a way to win. They are Toronto first time in the finals. Let's throw Danny Green in the trade package. That won't matter. He comes out and yep. has a great game one. Um, Cousins, who who uh, all year kind of has been laughable. Why did they sign this guy? He's never going to play. Blah blah blah. Comes out massive. has a beautiful game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. And and then the Bogut thing, obviously from Australian point of view, is just like it's almost like a Cinderella story of how he's come it back. Is. And you know, and, and I think you know I don't I don't know if he said it or if Steve Kerr said it, but it's the exact reason why they bought Bogut into exactly. the lineup. It's That's a luxury exactly right. to have him as a third string center at the moment. That's Someone right. that smart. Yeah. And can play defense. Won championships yep. before. Won championships yep. before and just fitted straight back into that team That's seamlessly. It. That's an absolute luxury to It have. was a genius signing. Yep. Let's yeah. let's not sugarcoat it. And we say that we all know Andrew, we love him, but you know, at the time it was kind of like, huh? It was well, for it American fans, a, it was exactly. a Exactly. That's what, the what fuck I mean. Do the yeah. Warriors need Bogut for genius sort of signing. Yeah. It is really going to pay off. I was just going to say about Nick Nurse before we wrap up. There's a great piece on him, I think, in Yahoo, where it was a guy that's really earned his stripes, coached in the UK for a couple of years. Oh, he coached in the BBL in the UK? Yeah, he did. Yeah. uh, Darby. Darby was the team. Because that's quite quite a low level league. It is. It's 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 nothing. Reese Carter coached over there, right? Reese Carter, yeah. Daryl Coletto. (laughs) Daryl Coletto player coached over there. That's right. We even had a fake coach over there at one point, John White. There was a whole bunch of... That's right. There was there a whole was bunch that. of drama there. So it, it's yeah, not so he's exactly... come from that. He's yeah, come back geez. here. Iowa State, he was meant to get a job there. And then uh, Hoiberg yeah. left and he was left in a cold. But he really has earned his stripes. And I heard someone, some, one of the coaches quoted said, he showed me some offensive stuff that I've been running for 10 years. He showed me twists on it that I've never thought of. So he's a very smart offensive mind, what do you which think? is what you mentioned. What do you think Dwayne Casey's doing yeah, during this playoff series? Drinking. It's a very interesting... tough. It is as soon as LeBron this. leaves, and it's old know, news that's yeah. been spoken about, but... Admittedly, geez, Kawhi's You've got DeRozan, it's but it's team, different when you're yeah, an encore guy because DeRozan yeah. had proven that he just wasn't up to it and that he didn't perform in the finals. So Agreed. Kawhi, that was a good try. There was a... Like in terms of those those two guys, that's a you you'll take Hawaii any day of the week. But the Nick Nurse, yeah, oh, it's a weird sort of situation. We'll, yeah. It's a we'll, tough one. We'll end on this one. A hypothetical. Yeah. Yep. Say the Toronto come up short in yep. the finals. Yeah. Do they go the whole hog and trade Lowry in this offseason? No, I don't. I don't think you. It's a great question. It's it's, it's a. It depends what you get. I, it depends I, I, what's I, going well, you're assuming on. Kawhi's and, and leaving, I'm, right? I, I'm assuming that Kawhi stays because he knows. Okay. I'm assuming that he, he knows stays. He can run the East. Because he can win the East now. He's been able, he's been shown it. 
when the trade happened, hmm. everyone questioned the Raptors of what's going on. Why would you want to bring in a guy for one year? Right. But they've worked off the uh, Paul George theory and all that. Like, let's show him what we can do to try and keep him a stay. I think to this point, they've shown him, all right, we're an actual championship contender now. If they had to fall short, they re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Would you trade Kyle Lowry away to bring in someone different? It really depends on who you, who's on offer. It doesn't. It doesn't strike me as. A, as I would a take almost idea. any other point guard because it'd have to be better than what. Well, Lowry it might be does worth a change the way DeRozan was worth a change, right? Try someone else. Yeah, yeah it might be worth it. I'm not convinced. Ka- Kawhi's going to stay personally, but you know, no, I, I think he's bound for the Clippers, or I think he's I, I back think to so California. Well, back and you look at the LA. way he just talks yeah. about the game. He, talks I think about so he, too. he plays it for fun. That's it. Yeah, it just right. He just wants to go home. Yeah, and he's had a great run at it. And I don't, which blame is disappointing. Toronto. I don't blame Toronto for doing it. I think it's a yeah. great decision, win or lose. They, well, they got to the finals. A, ch- a, ch- a championship, you'll trade that. Like Cleveland are happy right now. They won that. They, they yeah. got their chip. And yeah, Nick Nurse good. will get fired next year. Yeah, Nick Nurse <laughs> yeah, will get yeah. fired. All right, guys, it's been great. Been a long one today. Don't forget at Felix Hoff, at Wertho33, at Ed Wyatt, Sports Bets Trash Talk Podcast. Guys, we'll see you soon. Sayonara. See you, mate. Adios. <laughs>